Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the Wall Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. Uh, Cleveland Brown says the defense has been good, but we need to create some turnovers. Uh, The defense has been okay. Good. So where I will say our run defenses look good. Our run defenses look good, and that's not even a, well, it's just such and such as the opponent. The run defenses look good. Like, what again, what I look for is tendencies. And our tendencies in the run game and even in our discipline in our pass rush is that we're just not letting people go crazy. And we've had athletic quarterbacks in these first two games. Some sure. guys that could go nuts on the right. ground. Right. And they haven't been able to because of the team speed and the way that we we gang the tackle, right? That unfortunately, some of the times when we got there solo, we were missing them. But we don't we don't have a ton of missed tackles out there, and and the quality of the opponent the opponent does not dictate how well you tackle. That's true. You either tackle well or you don't. Now there are some people who are more adept at breaking tackles. That's a different thing. But missing tackles is about technique and focus when you get there, right? And we don't have a ton of missed tackles out there. Where we're going to have to be better is in. The suddenness of our pass rush, meaning a guy is there before the quarterback really has an opportunity to survey the field at all, or we're going to have to be better on the back end so that we get more coverage sacks. You got to have one of the two. You either have to not give them time to look down the field, or you have to cover well enough until your defensive line can get to them. And I don't think that we've married the pass rush and the pass defense in the back end well at all in these first two games. Do, do you do you think that a lot of that has to do with the philosophy in terms of bending but not breaking in terms of keeping things in front of us from a pass perspective? Because um, if, if you got some short passes that are just there that we're giving up, you don't really have to survey the field as much at times, do you? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's part of it. I don't think that we got picked apart to that level. To Shankopotamus' point, I will actually acknowledge something that he says for once in a positive way. Cordero Shank, are you was, listening? <laughs> Cordero you listening? was hitting well-covered receivers. It, yes, was, it was. There was. There were not, and I said this last night on the broadcast, there weren't a bunch of blown coverages where 
That's there was true. no Auburn DC in the area code, DB in the area code. It was more so there either was a hole in the zone and he hit it. People are talking about how, quote unquote, trash our secondary is. It's a little overblown considering those guys, the, the holes exist. I said this last night, a zone defense, holes exist in those. That's just how they work. So if your quarterback can exploit those holes, good on him. That's where your pass rush has to do something to try to negate his ability to see that, make him uncomfortable so that he doesn't know or see where you're going, which is part of why when you talk about a vanilla defense, you're not really doing a ton to try to confuse that guy. You're saying my athletes are better than yours. I don't need to confuse you. We're just going to go out there, line up and play, and we're just going to beat you. Cordero beat us a couple of times. Good on him. I don't know that we're going to see the same defense tried out against Penn State, but the problem I have there is – if you don't practice it against a live opponent, how do you know it works in a game? Right. 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 A uh, few comments here. Christian Crawford says, TJ's passing is at 64% for the last two games. Y'all need to relax. I mean, his pass completion percentage is not the issue. It's the turnovers. His turnovers. It's a turnover. It's turnovers. Right. So, like, yeah. you, I mean, he, he, if you count how many times he threw it to the other team, his completion percentage is even higher. Mm-hmm. So we need to eliminate the negative plays. So, again, I, I stress this over and over again when we're talking about quarterback play specifically. It's not about what the person's ceiling is. I don't want them to touch the floor so much. And TJ, for these first two games, has approached his floor a little too often. Yeah, do not drop it low, is what we're saying. <laughs> Ed Darby asks, do we believe our defenders understand hot routes? Point. If we blitz the inside linebacker, does our corners know the hot route slant is coming? Um, I think this is a good point. Um, I don't know that I would say that they don't understand it. And this is where, you know, we get into um, questions about, and I talked about uh, Pritchett last night about him not playing the slant properly, right? Like the slant is a, is, is a hard route to defend. I don't think he defended it properly, even with, you know, what you know is coming. Da, da, da. Like you can know it's coming and still not stop it. That's what made Joe Burrow so ridiculously hard to uh, be able to defend against LSU. A well-thrown ball will always beat good coverage if you're deep, if you're a wide receiver can catch it, you know, and, and make a, a catch with somebody right there with him. It's hard. It's super hard to be able to defend that well. I just still feel like we're giving too much cushion on that route. And so to, to Ed's point, do we recognize this is what the hot route is off of this and understand how to counter it? I don't know the answer to that. Let's talk about let's talk about pass rush going into Penn State. On going into this game, what do you think we would expect to see defensively? Obviously, we're not going to be as base as we've been the past two weeks. Do you do we think to your point, Ike, if you haven't seen it in a game, how do we know that it works? Is there any concerns about some of the new things we try to throw at Penn State and if it actually does work? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, again, execution is execution. Right. If you can't execute these simple things, what what hope do I have that you're going to be able to execute more complicated concepts, right? right. So, uh, I mean, clean execution cleans up a lot of what we're talking about. Yep. And it's looked pretty vanilla, and I think that was by design. But they have not executed it at a high level consistently through these first two games. So at what point does the consistency come in? Now, if we can, if they can do it. 
they can do it. Because if you're going to win games or play inconsistently, your highs have to be really, really high to avoid the result of the really low lows. We saw it last season. High highs were Arkansas, right? High the whole game, right? Uh, High plus low was Ole Miss first half versus Ole Miss second half. You know, great first half, and it was a good thing it was because if they had done that for what they did in the second half or two halves, they'd have lost that game handily. But they had enough cushion, and our defense was playing well enough because they started the game. The the stat that Caesar gave at the beginning, at the top of the broadcast, talking about how many offensive possessions, uh, touch uh, plays we had versus how many they had, that's incredible. They ran almost twice as many plays as we did in the first half. And we're talking about defense as much because they were on the field significantly more. Right. So they've got to clean that up. I just, I'm, you know, it comes down to execution. I'm going to beat that drum. They just need to be able to execute. It's not going to matter what the game plan is if you can't execute. If you can't go out there and line up right and not hold when it's not necessary. Like, you know, you know, it was disappointing about Shed's holding was it was unnecessary. Yeah. It didn't help the play at all. That play was going to be successful no matter what. He did not need to hold. But he held. So, uh, you know, unforced errors, just, it's just, ah, man, the schedule has already been rated the hardest in the country. You can't beat yourself. You got to make your opponents beat you. And we almost beat ourselves yesterday. You're just, that margin of error is just going to shrink as as you start to get into the season. Uh, After Georgia State, we saw, I mean, that was probably one of the lowest lows of that season. We saw better play after that. So there is hope that it can get better. That's true. But you, I cannot blame anybody for not being able to project or see that right, right. now. Right. right now, if you if you're having trouble seeing that right now, I, I don't, I can't, I can't argue with you. All all I can say is there is precedent for it getting better after we look like this. I want to talk about offensive line. I want to get it to to that in terms of run blocking. But before we do that, I want to grab Thomas Sanders' uh, super chat here since we're talking defense. He says, am I the only one starting to miss the man-heavy coverage scheme under Kevin Steele? Thoughts, mm-hmm. gentlemen? I'm talking about missing Kevin Steele. Careful. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's definitely saying the scheme, not the man. Uh, all right. I'm just, yeah, I'm just I mean, I, 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 you can miss the man without missing the thing. You know what I'm saying? Pause. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I just don't. I, I think we, we play man more than people are realizing, though. Yeah. Like, and so I think when people say you miss the man scheme, you're not realizing how often we actually play man in these games. What you're missing is Carlson Davis and, um, and a lot and, and McCrary, right? Like, mm-hmm. what you're missing are the personnel that were on the outside that made it really hard to throw into man coverage. Right. But we also forget. We used to get a lot of pass interference calls. We did. We used to get a lot of pass interference calls because that's how they were coached was to be physical Mm -hmm. and and get your hands on a guy. And it so we got way more PI calls. So you can which 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 of the like we got to stop romanticizing the past. You forget the stuff because the bend but don't break defense that we have now was in existence under Kevin Steele. There's yeah. no perfect defense, guys. There's going to be pros and cons with ever approach. So to your point, Ike, you're going to be bump and run, aggressive in your face. Yeah, you're going to get some more flags thrown your way. You're also 
got to make sure you guys get their heads turned around. I saw your comment in the uh, Uzi about that. That happened a lot, even dating back to Muschamp's first year on the Plains when we were a heavy man. That yeah. is my biggest pet peeve on defense <laughs> is the ball's in the air, and there's a couple ways you can play it that they're taught to play it. So, like, I, I think um, it was Ike that was talking about um, essentially, like, um, late hands. No, B. Rec- Will was talking about oh, it, yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, I mentioned yeah. this. Yeah. yeah, the late hands, right, like where they just – you know, if you're playing the physical cues from the receiver, you're playing the man. And then as soon as he reaches out, you're trying to react quick and stop. But sometimes you got to get your head around. But when you don't get your head around and you're trying to play physical, that's when you get the P.I. calls. And unless you're Bama, they're going to call it. So you have to get your head around, man. You have to not make it so easy on the refs to throw that flag on those P.I.s, man. I, there were a couple of those calls that were trash. Yesterday, like yeah. some of them calls were trash. Um, yeah, uh, sure. and there was a couple where we got them, but I don't, I don't know. Like, uh, I just Kaufman late game got his head around on one. Yeah, now he played it perfectly, right? Yeah, you're physical with the guy because their hand, they're gonna both be trying to like get hands on each other, right? You just have to get your hands off and your head around to knock the ball down because otherwise, it's gonna go in the offense's favor every single time if you're not looking back for the ball. Every time they're going to call that. Well, not sure. every time, but mo- nine times out of ten, the defender's not going to get the benefit of the doubt there. Right. But I-, I have to remind people about not wanting zone defenses. I said this before. I, t- I told you guys before the game they were going to play a lot of zone because right. the quarterback can run. Right. And if you're if you're playing a bunch of man and your DBs have their head turned around the entire time – then you have to. You either got to spy, which I think we have enough speedy defenders to spy. I'm not ready to go there yet on Owen Papo, but I need him to figure out how to wrap up and tackle a little bit better, more yeah. consistently. Mm-hmm. He's fast enough to be a spy and make sure that that guy doesn't get loose. Can he get there and get the man to the ground? Is the question that you got to ask mm-hmm. yourself, or do you turn to Cam Riley? So you've got to you've got to figure that out, right? Or you've got to sit somebody down and say, "Hey, this game." You're not the guy to play linebacker for us because we need somebody who's going to make this tackle. How do you tell one of your team captains that? Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them whiffs by own. That one whip by own was terrible. It was. It was terrible. That was as bad as it gets. I, I have to go. I have. I have not rewatched this game yet. I will as soon as we get off of here. But I don't know. Like, I don't need. I don't even know what he was attempting to do when he got there. I was just like, well, I don't. I'm confused as to what happened here. You were there. The minute the ball got there, and you completely missed. I, I, I don't know. I was thoroughly confused by that, that screen because I was just like, oh, yeah, we had this sniffed out. Which they, props to the defense, played the screen game really well last night. They did. They did. Uh, weird segue. <laughs> last night, Jarquez Hunter scored a touchdown and did this, like, jump to kneel pray thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I feel like we need to name it. <laughs> it was smooth. You remember, like, the Lutzy? You remember after he, he did the, the kick? Mm-hmm. He, like, he like jumped, and he went like this, but then he kneeled and prayed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? That was... That's like the super the, uh, the superhero stance. With yeah, the yeah. Land. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He yeah. did a superhero landing on it. Uh, guys, if you haven't seen it, go back and watch. Yeah, it was like he got midair. He was like, I'm going to pray about this. I'm going to thank the Lord for this touchdown. And it was amazing. And we need to name it. So, so again, in the chat, I'm not questioning Owen Papo's talent. I'm questioning whether or not he's going to get to. And this was this has been a problem. Actually, if you go back and watch Owen Papo, this has been a problem for him 
since his freshman year mm-hmm. is missing tackles. Like, that's not – he's fast. He's strong. He actually diagnoses plays really well. He doesn't finish the play often enough for me because Technique. he misses those tackles a lot. That's just that's just a fact. Again, like, I'm not bagging Owen Papo. I, I know people hate when you say stuff negative about people. It's the thing that he needs to work on. NFL scouts are going to tell him this. Yeah, so right. whether Ike Jones at the War Report says it or not, I promise you they're going to talk about his his – his perceived inability to hat flip his hips and play defenders, right. specifically running backs in the pass game. I promise you that will be a part of Owen Papo's NFL evaluation. Yeah. I promise young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever in the arena of business, in the new era of name, image, and likeness, athletic architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. Miss you. Let's talk offensive line going into Penn State. Uh, Pro Mm -hmm. football focus was not kind. Um, Mm -hmm. Pass pro, they graded out fairly well. But run blocking... The grades were pretty abysmal. Um, it was tough the first half running the ball. We start having some success in the second half. Ike, you haven't watched film. You watched film th- throughout the first week, but you haven't had a chance to watch the film for for this game. Correct. I was there anything that stood out with the with the offensive line to you in this game? Uh, so offensive line again on first watch, uh, first half. A lot of stalemates. Second half, they were getting movement. Uh, I don't know. I I really don't know what the coaching staff went into halftime and told them because really it was a completely different team. The second half of that game, Compl- I mean, just yeah. l- literally from every standpoint, the team looked like a different team. First and second half of the game, the offensive line looked okay in the run blocking, pass blocking. It wasn't terrible. I don't feel like T.J. Finley was under pressure the entire night. I mean, he had his times where he had to scramble around. Some of it was bad snaps. Some of it was him dropping snaps. I don't know what was going on with that. Uh, but, they, I mean, they felt like it was okay. It wasn't great. wasn't terrible. Mm. Gotcha. Mm. Gotcha. So, guys, uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to kind of – I'm not sure with, what's the severity of Malcolm Johnson's injury. Um, he didn't. We did not see him. Um, he was dressed out. I did see him dressed out, and he was going through drills, but didn't play. Yeah, um, it's normal. You go out there and see how you feel, and yeah. then make a game time call on whether a guy can go or not. Right. So, kind of hard to kind of really talk about the receivers. I know Mike, you pointed out Shed's uh, penalty on 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 blocking, which that rarely even happens because Shed is pretty clutch when it comes to run to to blocking anyway, but. Our thoughts on the receivers, tight ends. We 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 did mention Shanker. Um, he was good in pass, like he he caught a few passes, but not much to make with the receivers given the passing game and the struggles with the behind behind center. Um, any other closing thoughts before we get to the giveaway, gentlemen, about this game? Before we put a to put a bow on this game? Yeah, I mean, it was not the performance. It was not the jump the proverbial jump from week one to week two that people talk about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think a lot of people were hoping for, but it doesn't mean that this is what this team is going to be the rest of the season. Um, but to B's point, like you're running out of time. 
because SEC play is coming. And I don't care who the opponent is. If you play like that, you're going to be at risk to lose. Because there's no guarantee that the bad opponent that you're playing is going to play bad that week if you give them enough chances with the football. You know, one of the best things I thought that um, you know Texas did to help themselves against Alabama was keeping, I mean, long, drawn-out drives, even if they didn't score, like keeping Bryce Young on the sideline was one of their best weapons. And we just, we put, we, we, I mean, we're giving them two, I mean, to, for them to run twice as many offensive plays than us in the yeah. first half, like that's, man, that's, that's a stat that can't continue. We'll get run off the, I mean, we'll get blown out next week if they do that. And, and I don't, I'm not sure this team is built to come from behind because I don't know after putting our defense on the field for a whole half, I don't know that they're going to have what it takes to slow them down in the second half. It's going to be really rough going into the fourth quarter. And you're right. going to need a Herculean performance from somebody. So hopefully uh, they get that together and, um, again, watch the tape, figure out how to motivate this team. This is the part of coaching. This is why this is the part of coaching about why you get paid five million dollars to do this is, is that you have to be able to not only look at X and O's, but you have to be able to coach the intangibles as well, too. You have to be able to motivate guys, help your team maintain focus. You have to do all these little things that help you avoid lackluster performances against teams like this. Uh, Brian Harson gave a lot of credit to San Jose State for being a good football team in the post-game presser. And I can appreciate the respect for the opponent, but all due respect, coach, you should have blown them the hell out. Should have blown them out. So, I mean, that's you were the better football team. You had the better players. Right, you should have the better coaches. This should have been a blowout. It wasn't, and I'm not. I'm not I don't think it was because San Jose State is a good football team. I think it was because of what we didn't do to come in prepared. Yeah. So, you know, that's my last thoughts on this on this game. <laughs>